Friday, getting ready for the weekend and for week 25. Ooh, we'll go through the two-star pitchers. <laughs> Scott, do you have any idea who the actual two-star pitchers are? I've actually done a little preliminary research here, Good. mostly because it's later in the day that we're doing this podcast, so don't don't shower me with too much praise. But um, not complete yet, but I have a better idea than, than uh, probably you do. Yeah, I would assume so. I would assume so. I would hope so anyway. Yeah, so we'll get you set there. We'll take your emails at fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Please put baseball podcast or something baseball related in the subject line. We'll go through yesterday's standouts, look at the most added list, and see if we trust Tommy Pham going forward after a big day yesterday. See if we trust Ro- Robinson Cano. Robinson Cano, blah. Last 28 days, not even the top 22nd baseman, Scott. Should we be starting Ozzy Albies over Robinson Cano at this point? Uh, well, you know, if you take, if you take Robinson Cano's season average fantasy points per game, Ozzy Albies is basically on par with him for, you know, for, for not just Cano's cold streak, but for the season for Cano. Um, so, I mean, I don't think it's a wild idea. I don't think there's really any wild ideas this time of year. But, um, you know, I'd probably stick with Cano myself. Trust in the track record. Trust that uh, inevitably he's going to turn it around. Well, uh, you know, there's a big split with Robinson Cano this year. He's batting 213 with a 316 slugging percentage. Slugging against lefties. That's in 155 at-bats against lefties this year. He has... Six games next week, Mr. Cano. I don't know why we're starting the show with Cano, but we are. Three against Texas, three against Cleveland. Only one lefty, but he does face Carrasco, Kluber, and Clevenger next week. Plus Martin Perez is the lefty. Andrew Kasher, Nick Martinez, the other righties. Yeah, it's kind of a bipolar week there. Yeah, but that's not good. I mean, if you're facing two really tough pitchers and then Clevenger, who's, let's call him a tough pitcher now, Based on how bad pitching is around baseball, like I imagine the Mariners have some some of the tougher matchups next week. I have them uh, as an even matchup. Okay. The Braves open the week against Gio Gonzalez, Max Scherzer, Tanner Roark, if we're going to stick with the Ozzy Albies comparison. Oh, that's they got good. it pretty tough, too. That's not good. All right, so Scott's playing the turntables over there on his computer. <laughs> Is that what it sounds like? That's what it sounds like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> one more day of hell, uh, with this, uh, with this setup that we got, and then we'll be back at it sounding good, sounding normal, and hopefully helping you win on fantasy baseball today here. Alright, well, let's talk about Thursday's standouts, Scott. Give me some standouts from yesterday. Standouts from yesterday include Jan Moncada. Big game for him. Mm-hmm. And uh it's been on a nice little run recently. Ten for nineteen in his last four games. He had a homer and a stolen base along with four hits yesterday. Um he said he started using a lighter and shorter bat at the suggestion of Jose Abreu. And that seems to be going well for him. We know he has a ton of upside. What the hell? So, Why is it so hard? 
How do you need someone else to suggest that to you? You've been playing baseball for how long? I mean, he's not that old, Moncada, but it, it, hey, try a, a lighter bat cup. I'm yeah, okay. <laughs> well, Moncada, sixty-seven percent owned. Scott, go on. Yeah, sometimes you're most blinded to yourself, Adam. <laughs> okay. Uh, and what about his teammate, Avisal Garcia? Was actually in the top ten sleeper hitters for this week. Uh-huh. And he had a five-hit, seven RBI day in thirty-three games since returning from a sprained thumb. Avisal Garcia is hitting four thirteen with four home runs. So, so much for regression to the mean. Pretty good. So, let's take a look at their matchups next week. Um, they have McCullers, Peacock, Morton, Hamill, Gavilio, and Scogland. Danny Duffy instead of Scogland. Okay, Duffy. Um, it's not the best matchups. It's not. I don't think Avisal Garcia will make it on my top ten sleepers again with those matchups, but you know he's not a bad start, particularly if you need batting average. Okay, great. Couple of White Sox are hot. I guess we have to trust Aaron Judge now. <laughs> two home runs again, and that's two two-homer games in his last, like, four games, I think. And you were texting me about him last night. Seemed excited. What did I say? Uh, I think you just said Aaron Judge with an exclamation mark. I did? I took that to mean excitement, yeah. Are you sure? I don't know anyone else. Oh, Granted, was, you never just text me about Yankees anyway. I but, didn't text you. It better have uh, been. Let's see. I think it was an IM, Scott, because I did not text you. Okay. Whatever. Maybe it was IM. It's all the same. Yeah, I think it was an IM. Okay. I word. was excited. But let yeah. me let me just tell me if you care about this. So he has two two-homer games, Aaron Judge, in his last four. Um, those are his only multi-hit games of the month. And in those last four games, the Yankees scored 16 and 13 runs. So you probably don't care, but I just wanted to bring it up. He, uh, it, it's like he's just feasting on on garbage pitching. Mm-hmm. I'm still a little afraid of Judge, but I guess yeah, there's there's it's, no it's way reasonable to be afraid. But yeah, there's no way I'd sit him. I guess at this point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's not like the matchups are all that tough, and they're all at home next week, I believe. So hooray for Judge. Uh, are you going to start Jake Junis at Toronto next week, Scott White? Mm, probably not. Why? But because I probably have better pitchers than that. I mean, I like Jake Junis, but I don't know that I like him enough to use him in a one-star week in a 12-team league or whatever. Okay. Uh, but you're going to start Luke Weaver. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Because Luke Weaver has been unconscious he's he has been great 189 era 11 walks 58 strikeouts at 47 and two-thirds for luke weaver not even going to sing the song we're we're beyond that i I will at some point uh where is he going to be in your 2017 rankings 18 18 um definitely top 50 will he make it in the top 40 there's a chance it's hard to say without lining them up but like I said, he's been un- – why does unconscious mean that? I don't think pitchers can be unconscious. I feel like only hitters can be unconscious. Why? Am I missing something? It's like they're in, they're in another state mentally. So they're just kind of like they've been possessed by some, uh, you know, 
ridiculous baseball playing force. I also feel like that... it's more of a basketball term. Hmm. Hitters get locked in. I don't really understand it. Somebody needs to explain unconscious to me because I keep using it and I don't understand it, and that's dangerous. <laughs> that's a dangerous way to go through life. All right, if I know Scott White, he's going to have Luke Weaver ahead of Lance McCullers next year. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I yeah. know Scott White. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. An I mean, thing. McCullers seems pretty brittle. I don't like him brittle. No, you sure don't. I right, Luke Weaver's amazing. You'll start him at Cincinnati next week. What do you make of Kelvin Herrera blowing a save yesterday? Was it just that Alexander was was uh, not available for this one? I mean, Alexander got pummeled his last time. But remember, out, so. he wasn't supposed to be available two days ago, and they used him mm-hmm. anyway. So there's no way he was available yesterday. You wouldn't think. I want to think, but I mean, I, I took it to mean they were trying Kelvin Herrera again, and it blew up in their faces. So maybe they won't continue to try him. I don't know. I don't know who gets the next save chance for the Royals. Man, even money. Pretty exciting stuff. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, Is that the, sarcasm. The, no, the game yesterday was. Uh, yeah. I wish I had been watching that instead of the Bengals. Texas. Oh, was that? That was not exciting stuff. What a bad football game. But the Indians game was pretty exciting. Calvin Herrera blows the save. And uh tap, 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 Scott oh, White. Oh, sorry. It's all I right. Forgot. We got to remind him. We got to <laughs> remind him. Uh, and Matt Belisle blew a save. 30% owned. Anything to say there for the Twins bullpen? Uh, man, they're going to be in so much trouble if they make it to the playoffs. They are going to make it to the playoffs. <laughs> Do they have any hope with that bullpen? Like the bullpen alone, forget their other shortcomings. But um just the bullpen. Uh <laughs> um I I mean they could win the wild card game. They've got no chance. Right. They no could chance. win the wild card game because anything can happen in a one game series. Yeah, I don't think they have any chance no. of getting to the World Series, winning the World Series, no, whatever. They don't have a chance I do, to be like to beat just the, on the subject team. of Belial, Trevor Hildenberg is a pitcher to watch. He's been a setup man for them. 239 ERA, .96 whip, more than a strikeout per inning. Not a hard thrower, kind of a sidearm or a deceptive guy. So, you know, it doesn't so clearly profile as a closer, but he's somebody I have stashed away in a deep dynasty league just in case they decide to go that route this offseason. We got a lot of emails, so I want to get to them. Um, but this show is mostly going to be about helping you set your lineup next week. So, Scott, should we take a look at the two-star pitchers here? Sure, let's do it. All right, buddy. Here we go. Two-star pitchers. Are there any studs, like highly owned guys, that have tough matchups that you're avoiding? And the the first one that comes to mind is Jose Barrios, who was okay last night, but his ERA is about three runs higher on the road, and he's at the Yankees and at Detroit next week. Well, I'm not so worried about Detroit. Yankees is a little tough, but... You know, I think if you can get uh, a likely two starts from a quality pitcher this time of year, you take it and you don't ask too many questions. So I feel fine starting Barrios. Who are some of your favorites that might be available? Do you have that information yet or do we need to go through some names? I know Scott always works on the, you know, he ranks the two-star pitchers, but mm-hmm. uh, it's Friday afternoon. I'm not sure uh, where you are at in the process. Well, we talked a little about 
uh, Herman Marquez yesterday, and uh-huh. after a bad start, would we start him in a two-start week? And I think we were a little undecided. We saw the matchups at San Francisco and at San Diego, so we were like, yeah, maybe. Well, among those who might actually be available, he looks like one of the better options. Again, they're both on the road in big stadiums against bad lineups. Two of the worst lineups in the NL, maybe the two worst lineups in the NFL, in the NL, uh, the Giants and the Padres. So, Herman Marquez is definitely up there for me. Do you prefer uh, him to Blake Snell, who gets the Cubs and the Orioles? Cubs at home, Orioles on the road. Blake Snell or, or Marquez? I think I do prefer him to Blake Snell. Yeah, if the matchups were closer, I would like Snell more, but they're they are what they are. If there's any way to hack into your opponent's team and give him Matt Harvey for two starts, I recommend doing that. Yes, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can, but we certainly don't want to be starting Matt Harvey. We want our opponent to be starting Harvey. Um, yeah. Kenta Maeda at Philadelphia, home against San Francisco. Are you confident that Maeda will make two starts? I am not confident he'll make two starts. Uh, we don't know exactly when he's starting next, as a matter of fact. Because he was scheduled to start this weekend, but they pushed it back to some undetermined date. So I'm confident he will make one start next week, but not two. Are you confident Mike Clevenger will make two starts at the Angels and at Seattle? Clevenger's own at 82% of leagues. If he's um, if he's a two-star pitcher, he's going to be you know someone that you want yeah. if, if he's available. But what do you think? Yeah, I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty... Confident Clevenger will make two starts. Indians still have something to play for, um, you know, playoff seating basically. And, you know, there's a chance I guess they reinsert Salazar into the rotation or, of course, a rain delay or a rain out could throw everything off. But otherwise, I feel pretty good Clevenger's making two starts. And I think you'd, you'd start him in a one-star week at this point, right, at the Angels? I wouldn't. You would not? Yeah, no, I wouldn't be afraid to. Oh, you wouldn't be afraid to. I, I don't know that he'd be automatic, but. I'd be fine with that. I know you like Armand Marquez. You like Mike Leake as much. Leake scheduled to face the Rangers and the Indians at home. Not as much, but he's a sleeper. Three good starts since joining the Mariners, and we've seen him have good stretches like this before. Yeah. Uh, Doug Fister at Baltimore at Cincinnati. I guess I'd call him a sleeper in some sense too, though not as optimistic after the last start he had. Maybe it's an overreaction, but... Then again, his recent track record isn't so hot anyway. What about Lucas Giolito at Houston and against Kansas City? Yeah, yeah, I think think Giolito's one I'd start. You think he's going to make two starts? Well, I'm peeking at my notes here to confirm that, and yes, I'm pretty confident he will. Okay, I don't really see many other people here to even consider on the waiver wire. I mean, Martin Perez... At Seattle, at Oakland. Ugh, I mean, I wouldn't do No yeah. way. And then you've got Harvey. And a lot of these guys won't even make two starts. Perdomo, Wade Miley, Jarrell Cotton, Jack Flaherty, Brent Suter. Well, Brent Suter at, no, at Pittsburgh, home against the Cubs. No, no. I think the only one of these pocket change kind of pickups that I might consider is Luis Gohara just after the start he had against the Nationals, going against those Nationals again, and then the Phillies. But it's not like, you know, it, it would be a pretty unusual circumstance, pretty desperate situation for me to roll the dice on Gohara there. 
Yeah, you'd have to really want to go big or go Hara. And I just... He's a big dude, by the way. Is he? Yeah. Oh. Let's see he what is. we have him at as listed. Big dude. And he's a young dude, so... Seven Don't foot, seven eight, three hundred and sixty five pounds. Three hundred sixty five. Seven foot eight, three sixty five. What? Now he's seven eight. Six foot <laughs> not th- that big. Six foot three, two ten. I read it wrong. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure he's really two ten. Bigger or smaller? Uh, I think he's bigger. Really? Oh, okay. See, see how judgy Scott is. <laughs> Lose weight, Louise Gohara. That's what he's trying I'm to just say. Saying. Um. So any uh any hitting advice? Have you gotten to that yet? Your sleeper hitters or anything of that nature? Um I can give you the five best and worst matchups. Okay, cool. The sleeper hitters is a great column. I use it every single week. I don't always make ad drops based on it, but I do check the waiver wire based on the sleeper hitters. And uh Scott will post that on the website this weekend. Just go to cbsports.com slash fantasy. Then you might have to click fantasy baseball at the top, but you'll get it. Alright, so who are the, the good and bad matchups this week? Best matchups are the Twins, Athletics, Red Sox, Indians, and Tigers. Very AL heavy there. Mm. Matt Olson, the... Byron Buxton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Rosario. Okay. You just you just said Matt Olson, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, well, Nick Castellanos would be a good one. He's been hot. As has. Uh, Jim well, or Candelario, it, if you it, really want to go deep. Ian Kinsler, if you're not starting him, you need to be. He's turned his season around. Five worst matchups are the Rockies, who are the only team playing five games, and all five of those games are on the road. Oh, no! Only yeah. five games? Yeah. I thought they had a four-game series with the Giants and two with the Padres. You this might... upcoming week? Yeah, I'm sure you're right. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. You are right. Oh, all right. Wow, I wrote it down wrong. Okay, good. My well, bad. That'll help. Rockies, uh... Rockies are not among the five worst uh-huh. matchups. I was still looking at good matchups. Okay, okay. Uh, beyond the top five. Sorry about that. <laughs> My notes confuse me. All right. This is averted. Five worst matchups. Scratch that about the Rockies. They're, they're fine. Five worst matchups. Giants are the only team playing five games. There we go. And they don't have any good hitters anyway, so who cares? Uh, Angels, Reds, Phillies, and Padres. A lot of bad teams there. So Man. sit Trout. Yeah. <laughs> sit Hoskins. Sit Hoskins, right. 18 home runs <laughs> isn't counting now for Hoskins. No, no, no. <sighs> okay. So what were those? Angels, Phillies, Giants, and who were the other two? Reds, Padres. Not in that order, but those are the five teams. Hmm. So right. none of them will appear in my top ten sleeper hitters column because that's a rule I set for myself. Every time I've gone against that rule, it has not turned out well. So, uh, uh you know, but obviously you start your studs. That's not Trout, Hoskins, Votto. They're not really in question. Uh But, you know, probably sit uh Odubel Herrera, Nick Williams, Brandon wow. Phillips. Wow. Okay. Maybe Eugenio Suarez if you have good alternatives. All right, Scott, thank you, and, and much more on the website over the weekend. Uh, I, one more two-star pitcher that I forgot, by the way, is uh, Lance McCullers, currently scheduled to make two starts. They are against the White Sox and the Angels. What do you think, both at home? I'm not convinced he's actually going to make two starts because 
Peacock would have to come out of the rotation. First of all, McCullers would have to stay healthy enough to make a second start, right? which is questionable in itself. Peacock would have to come out of the rotation or somebody else. Um, and I'm just, I'm not confident that's the way the Astros are going to play it. So I want to start McCullers hoping for two. Here are your news and notes. Cleveland has won 22 straight games. Baseball is reviewing Buck Farmer's pitch that hit the home plate umpire. Did you see that? No. It was weird, man. So they had issues with the home plate umpire throughout the game, or I don't know at what point in the game. And he tossed Brad Osmus, and I think he tossed one other guy. And two batters later, Buck Farmer throws a pitch that the catcher, I think it was Hicks, just completely misses. And it hits the umpire in, like, the shoulder area, kind of like collarbone area, upper chest maybe. <laughs> and it knocked him down. And he was wow. he was down for a little while, and he came up and he said, "You don't think they did that on purpose, do you?" And the Tigers are adamant, "No, we did not do it on purpose. No, no, no." But I should hope not. You really don't see <laughs> you don't see catchers whiff like that on a baseball. It was interesting. So now MLB's digging in a little bit. I don't know what they're going to be able to find, but yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what happens now. That is not something that I like to see. The no, Todd Frazier the equipment. Yeah, no, it was bad. But the Todd Frazier thumbs down thing is amazing. Uh this okay, so he hit a home <laughs> at City Field in a Rays home game earlier in the week. Todd Frazier hits a home run. And this very disappointed fan in the first row, wearing suspenders, has this really sad look on his face, and he just Gives Todd Frazier a thumbs down when Frazier hits the home run. And he just holds the thumbs down for so long. It is great. You have to find the video of this. And then um, you can just Google, like, Todd Frazier thumbs down. And now every time he does something good, he gives a thumbs down, and the dugout gives him a thumbs down. So he's doing that. He's also hot right now. We'll talk about Frazier a little bit later. Jake Marisnik likely out for the season. Cameron Mabin could play more for Houston. Reese Hoskins hit his 18th home run. J.D. Martinez hit his 800th home run of the year with the Diamondbacks. <laughs> Five home runs in his last nine games, and that's since the four-homer game. So, woo. Yeah. You know what? He actually, I know he hasn't played a full season, but he's played most of a season, right? He has homered more often than Giancarlo Stanton has wow. this year. I was going to say, appearance. the longest that J.D. Martinez has gone as a member of the Diamondbacks without a home run is five games. That's pretty good. Yeah. Daniel Murphy sat for the second straight game with a neck issue. Wellington Castillo returned. Ken Giles pitched the eighth inning yesterday, but that was so he could face the heart of the order against the Angels. Andrew Miller is off the DL, and David Price is off the DL, and David Price is pitching out of the bullpen. Probably okay to drop him. We talked about that yesterday. I was on the fence. I think it's fair to drop him now. Scott, here are the most added players in CBSSports.com leagues. And we start with Brandon Woodruff, who has a second start coming up this weekend, at which point people will decide if they want to hang on to him or drop Brandon Woodruff. Mm-hmm. Same with Kyle Gibson, um, I think. Matt Olson, Yeah, because Gibson would have been listed as a two-start guy next week. Matt Olson is up there. Juan Nicasio pitched in the ninth yesterday, gave up a run in a non-save situation. Tyler Lyons pitched the seventh. Brebbia the eighth, so more evidence that Nicasio is their closer. Doug Fisher, it's mostly two start guys from last week. I'm surprised that it's not two start guys, or this current week rather, rather, uh, I'm surprised it's not two start guys from next week. 
But Jose Martinez is on there. Do you still uh, you like him? He's 30% owned, Jose Martinez. I do, though I'm, I am a little concerned what J.D. I mean, I mean, Jed Jerko's return from the DL means. Yeah. Um, and if I can type really quietly here. You can't. It is impossible. Uh, it always picks it up? Every time, yeah. Man. And it's like, it's like a thud. <laughs> I don't know where the microphone is exactly on the laptop, the internal microphone that we're using. It's in all the keys. It's in the space All bar. the keys. It's yeah. right inside them. <laughs> uh, uh, Martinez, I'm a little worried about Jerko, but I, I think Martinez will still play most every day. He has four multi-hit games in his last six games. Not homering, in, you know, recent, very, very recently, but it's not like he's slumping. Uh, Jose Martinez, 30% owned. Jose Reyes, 45% owned. We talked about him yesterday. We didn't talk about Michael Taylor, who's on the most added list. He's 45% owned. Um, I know you're not a huge Michael Taylor guy, but what do you think about adding him right now? It would have to be a roto league. And I say roto because category scoring and five outfielders. Okay. Uh, Dylan Peters is on the most added list along with Mike Clevenger. Dylan Peters is only 31% owned. What do you think? I think it doesn't really need to be any higher. Okay. I mean, he's not making two starts next week. I don't think he's good enough or established enough to use in a one-start week, so I'm fine with that. Garrett Richards is 61% owned. Does that need to go up? He's at, yeah. He's, he's yeah. at Cleveland next week. Right, and I don't think I'd want to start him then, but you know, he, if he extends himself to 80 pitches in that start and fares well, then I do think you're talking about him. Hopefully, as a 100 pitch guy next time out, and, and <laughs> that would um, be the final week of the season. Yeah, but it might be worth it. it if nothing else, it's a defensive move to because um, he's the kind of player who could absolutely hurt you uh, if you let him fall into the wrong hands. Hmm. Sounds like a John Gresham novel. Yeah, it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's Garrett Richards. Weaponizing. Yeah. Let's do uh let's do some of yesterday's uh hitters. Five up, two down. Five up number one is Tommy Pham. I guess I just want to know how you how much you trust these guys right now. You were kinda down on Pham. He's got this vision issue going on, but he had a big day yesterday with a homer, a double, two steals, a walk and a strikeout. Uh Tommy Pham, eighty percent on what do you think? Let's see how he fares over the weekend. If he's, you know, if he stays in the lineup, he continues to hit well, then I think we're, we're back to start again. Because, I mean, I think he's, when he's all, when, and when everything's right for him, he's borderline elite. He's not somebody I'd have any doubts about playing. That's Tommy Pham. Byron Buxton is 84% owned, 68% started. This is week 24 currently. Buxton struggled in week 23, but now he has a five game hitting streak with two home runs. Um, and one steal in September, but you know he can do that in bunches. And you said the Twins have great matchups next week, so are you comfortable starting Byron Buxton? Yep, I'm comfortable. Todd Frazier, 70% owned. In his last 10 games, Todd Frazier is batting 267 with four home runs, seven walks, seven strikeouts, and a couple of doubles. <laughs> 267, oh. Hey, that's that's incredible for Frazier. Yeah, well, it's not incredible for us. No, but four homers, seven walks, seven strikeouts in ten games. I don't look. I'm yeah. not really. I'm not moved by it. Thumbs down. Moved to tears. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbs down. 
Tim Anderson, 34% owned. He's got a six-game hitting streak with 14 hits. And honestly, like, the plate discipline is never going to be good. But let's see where Anderson is at shortstop over the last 28 days. 11th in Roto with a 324 batting average, two homers and 11th in points. 324 with two homers and, uh, I think, how many steals? Five steals. And in Roto, mm-hmm. he is gonna be better, you'd think. He's like eighth. Tim Anderson, 34% owned. How, who do you like better, Anderson or Reyes? I'll take Reyes in points and Anderson in categories. Okay. So Anderson is useful for you right now? Yeah, that's, that's the only way I'd phrase it. I mean, he's, as hot as he's ever been, he's barely in the top 12, so. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, Javi Baez or, or Anderson? Um, I'll, I'll say Baez if you need power and Anderson if you need speed. How's that? Okay. Dominic Smith is in five up. He's 28% owned. Mets first baseman. Dominic Smith has homered three times in his last four games. Is this moving the needle at all? I think we're scouting him for next year. Okay. So it's moving the needle from that in that respect. All right, Dominic Smith. We'll see you next year. Two down. Are you okay dropping Rafael Devers? I, oh, I'm okay dropping him, sure. He's been um, pretty bad for about a month now. Yeah, yeah. It would be hard just, just, it would be difficult to justify starting him in a standard size league. But you know, if it's deeper line of league with corner infield spots, you probably shouldn't drop him. If only because defensive move again. Can't let him fall into the wrong hand. No, we can't. Dun, dun, dun. But Rafael Devers is the number 31 third baseman in fantasy over the last 28 days. So I understand if you all want to sit Rafael Devers. Some pitchers from yesterday. Three-man rotation. Did you – I know you own Tanaka in uh, in our Roto League. I don't know how many leagues you own him in, but he gave up seven runs in four innings last time out, last weekend. The night mm-hmm. I saw it, by the way, last Friday night, I saw it. Which was scarier? Uh, it or the Yankees game? <laughs> well, I didn't get to watch both because, you know, I was at it. Uh, but yeah. I probably – it was actually really good and had some pretty scary parts. Uh, but did you sit Tanaka this week? Were you afraid of him at all? No, I wasn't afraid of him. And, and in fact, um, obviously yesterday's start was good. The start before that was awful, including both of them. And um, his last 14 starts total, he has a 334 ERA. So that's why I wasn't afraid to start him. It, it was, you know, an isolated event, just yeah. a blip. On the great run he was on. That's basically lasted, lasted half the season now. And Tanaka is in the three-man rotation. So is Barrios. Barrios, we already talked about. He's got two road starts next week. Scott's leaning towards starting him. If you're playing in a daily league, maybe you don't start him at the Yankees and you throw him in there at Detroit. Brad Peacock uh, has the White Sox next week in a one-start week. Is Brad Peacock a must-start? Must start against the White Sox? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think there's a non-zero chance he just doesn't start. Non-zero chance? That's a, that's a creefism. Yeah. He'll probably start. And against the White Sox, I think you'll want to use him. But it's a little, 
it makes me a little nervous. You'll want to you'll want to check on his starting status right as you're setting your lineup. Okay, hopefully we'll have an update for you on Monday. We will have a podcast on Monday. And we'll tell you about Monday's matchups on Monday. But today is Friday, so I think it probably makes more sense we tell you about Friday's matchups. We'll skip the uh, Cubs-Cardinals game. And we'll go right to the A's and the Phillies. Daniel Mengden and Mark Leiter. Mengden and Leiter. I will start neither. Alex Wood and Edwin Jackson. I am sitting Alex Wood tonight. I am so close in ERA and whip. I've got enough starters left on my team this weekend, probably about five or six more starts, where I can make up strikeouts, wins, quality starts, seven-by-seven league. So for that reason, I am sitting Alex Wood. But that does not mean he's a blanket sit. What do you think, Scott? I lean against starting him. Okay. Uh, but, you know, the Nationals aren't what they used to be. They're without Harper and I think Murphy right now. Yeah, Murphy's been out a couple days with uh, the neck injury. And they they've so, been resting guys a lot too. They rested Rendon and Zimmerman yeah. yesterday. I, I don't think they'll do it two days. You know what? Row. I'm changing my mind. I, I think I'm going to start Alex Wood. It, it makes me a little nervous the way he's pitched recently, but let's do it. The Orioles are at the Yankees. We have Gabriel Inoa and Luis Severino. They both, start Severino. They both have uh, the word "no" in their last name. But, I'm sure they're not alone. Probably not. But we're going to start Severino. Carson Fulmer, Anibal Sanchez. Um, neither. Yeah, we should put the word no in their last names. Right. Chad Cool, Homer Bailey. Chad Cool and Homer Bailey's a definite no. Chris Sale, Matt Andrees. Start Sale, sit Andrees. Jason Vargas, Trevor Bauer. Start Bauer. Sit Vargas. Rafael Montero, Sean Newcomb. Sit Bo. Oh, man. Listen, you know how bad the Lamette gosman nola night was for me. Mm. I'm facing Severino tonight. I'm not expecting that to go well for me. But I am facing Sean Newcomb. And he could be bad. I'm going to get nuked. I'm hoping. I mean, the Mets don't really nuke anyone. But maybe they'll do it tonight. Blue Jays at Twins. J-Hat, Bartolo Colon. Um, they're both kind of... You know what? I'm going to start Hap. All right. Mariners at Astros. Paxton and Morton. Start both. Brewers at Marlins. Jeremy Jeffress? Is that, could that possibly yep. be right? Really? Yep. It'll, it'll be a bullpen game, basically. Okay. And, uh, Jose Urena got pushed back a day. I believe it's Urania, Adam. I think, ah. Uh, are you sure? I am, uh, 95% sure. Alright. If I can pick an arbitrary percentage that reflects dun, my dun. level of confidence. Uh, okay. Um. Oh no, I think you're right. I man. think I am. I think it's Urena. I think it's, it, it, I, I, I think it's, it doesn't make sense. It, it, sh- you go to his baseball reference page, it shows us, it shows the little squiggle over the N. So, you know, it's an N-Y. It's called a Teal Day. Okay, whatever. But it makes it an N-Y. Like Bastille Day. <laughs> <laughs> but then you look at the pronunciation and it says, Urena. I, but that's it's a, an N-Y. That's how I always. I don't, 
I heard don't it. understand. There needs to be consistencies in how we pronounce these names. Every time I watch the Marlins game and he's pitching, it's Arena. So, like, uh, then get rid of the N. <laughs> Teal Day. We'll keep the N. But uh right. That's I think yeah. That's called the Teal Day. God, love it. AP Spanish. But it makes it a new letter. It makes it Enye. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Padres, the Padres are at the Rockies tonight. Clayton Richard and Tyler Chatwood. Nope. Uh, you wouldn't start Chatwood, right? No. Nick Martinez and bullpen day, Bud Norris. Yeah, it is a bullpen day, so no. And no Nick Martinez. And alright, here's a good one. Robbie Ray, yes. Jeff Samarja, starter sit against the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I'm gonna start Ray, uh, Samarja. You are, eh? Uh, yeah, I think so. If I'm looking for wins or strikeouts or innings, you know, certainly in points leagues, I'll start them. Maybe if I'm really protective of my ERA, I won't. But I think, I think it'll be a good enough start for most people. Alright, Scott, let's see how many emails we can get to. OMG. Today's the 15th. We've had like 30 emails since yesterday. That's, that's a lot for this time of year. What? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we're not going to be able to get to all of them. I'll try to answer some over the weekend. Uh, this is from Nick. Dylan Peters or Graveman? Dylan Peters versus the Brewers or Graveman at Philadelphia? Oh, Peters. Right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Phillies are a tough matchup right now. They are. Mick from Illinois. My pitching got pooped on yesterday by... <laughs> Fister and Scherzer, that was two days ago. I guess I'm a late, a day late. I'm in a category league. My ERA is 10. My whip is 1.9. We're tied in strikeouts. Uh, should I start Junis against Cleveland? Okay, sorry. This is late. Yes, start Junis. He's going to give up one run in six innings, but only going to have one strikeout. So, uh, this is from Victor. And... No, it's not. All right, so here's what I have to do, Scott. I have to get, I have to not read the ones from early yesterday. And I, my life is a mess at the moment, uh, so that's why I don't have time to actually go through all these emails and put them in the show notes. I'm just going through my inbox and trying to find something. But here's one from Ian in San Francisco. What's the deal with Yolmer Sanchez? Is he a 2020 guy, a 3020 guy? Yolmer Sanchez. He's been, he had been really good, but I think he's been sitting lately for Moncada. Thump, thump, thump. I'll do it, Scott. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not a 2020 guy or a 30-30 guy. That's a, this is a ridiculous question. No, he was playing really well. He was one of the best, uh, second baseman in fantasy for like a month. That's still no reason to jump to that conclusion. Somebody pulled out the jump to the conclusions, Matt. <laughs> that's the worst idea I've ever heard. <laughs> Uh, from Jim, I dropped Tommy Pham. I picked up Jose Martinez. Did I make a huge mistake? Um, uh, I don't think it's a huge mistake. It may turn out to be a mistake, but my guess is they're both going to be pretty good rest of the way. William hates AJ Pollock because when he benches him, Pollock has good games, and when he starts him, Pollock has bad games. Should he just start AJ Pollock? Yeah, probably. Um, I own him in a couple shallow leagues where I've been tempted to sit him before, but he's hot now, and I'm glad I haven't sat him. And our next email is a keeper email. This is from Matt. 
I need some advice in a 12-team head-to-head categories league. I have two keeper slots available for a two-year contract. One, uh, Reese Hoskins in the 21st round. Two, Wilson Contreras in the 8th round. Three, Aaron Judge in the 21st round. So Judge and Hoskins in the 21st round. Wilson Contreras in the 8th round. Which two would you keep? Hoskins and Judge. Okay. He was thinking Contreras, but no, we're going to say Judge. This is from Jeremy, a Red Sox fan. Boo! 12-team keeper league. Betts in the second, Lindor in the eighth, Arenado in the sixth. That's who he's keeping, Betts, Lindor, and Arenado. Would you keep Andrew Benintendi in the eighth, considering he already has three hitters, Betts, Lindor, and Arenado, Benintendi in the eighth, or Luis Castillo in the last round? I'm just not sure that eighth is really enough of a discount for Benintendi. Like, I'm not sure he's going to go that much earlier than that if he goes earlier than that. Well, in a keeper league, he probably would. I don't know. I don't know. Is he locked into this price forevermore, or is he? Is, is, I don't know. He would he be an even earlier keeper next year? That would be good to know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Eileen I Castillo, based on the information we have from Rob Lucroy or Chirinos, rest of season. Chirinos. From Jim, start Samarja tonight. Yes. Cueto versus Samarja, rest of season. Who do you like? Samarja. Fam or Martinez, head-to-head categories league. Who do you like? I assume we're back on Jose Martinez? Yeah, yeah. I'll give the edge to Fam. Gallo or Fam? Fam. All right, this is a question from Jason, another keeper question. One of the following. Chris Bryant for 10? Cody Bellinger for six, or Chris Sale for thirty-four. Oh, come on, Bryant, right? It's got to be Bryant. <laughs> yeah. Um, Matt Collie has a Jake Junis song. My name is Junis. Do you know that song? My name is Jonas. I don't know that song. No. Okay, it's a Weezer song. It's very good. Okay. My name is Junis. That's a great team name. And I uh I was just I commented on Twitter earlier today speaking of 90s music. That's 90s, right? Yes. Um I listened to You Ought to Know for the first time today. Ever? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I obviously knew of the song, knew about the song. I'd heard the chorus before, heard the first line uh, before, but I'd never actually taken the time to you, listen to the song. You ought to know about that song. It was extremely I, I popular. <laughs> it's it, it it lives up to the hype. It is Oh, it's a great song. It is something special. That whole album. Unfreaking believable. Almost start to finish. Jagged Little Pill. Scott, I recommend it. It's great. It'll be great for your little kid. Uh, very appropriate. <laughs> See, that's the thing. It came out when I was 11. 11 year old has no business listening to that song. No, we were 11? I thought yeah. we were in 7th grade. Mm. Said 1995 when I googled it. Really? Let's uh, find yeah, out. I thought we were in seventh grade. Well, yeah, you said does say 95. In any case, I don't know that a 13 year old should really be listening to it. No, either. actually, funny you say that. I was listening <laughs> to that song with my parents in the car, and my yeah. dad heard the line about the movie theater, and he said, "I don't want you listening to this song anymore." And it did not work. I listened to that album basically <laughs> every day. All right, uh, that's going to do it for us today. This last email is from Dave. 
in California, Scott. Who do you like best for the last two weeks? Ozzy Albies, Justin Smoke, Paul DeYoung, Howie Kendrick, Adam Duvall. I guess you have to pick one. Albies, Smoke, DeYoung, Kendrick, Duvall. I'm going to make it easy and pick Smoke because I don't think he's been cold enough to abandon him at this crucial time. And he just homered yesterday, so hopefully he's coming out of it. Uh, I know I'm trying to find the exact numbers because I jotted them down. Yeah, 188 batting average with five home runs in his last 23, but a 180 Babbitt during that stretch. So I think he's due to come out of this. Scott White, thank you very much. Everybody, I hope that was helpful. Good luck next week. We'll talk to you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye. Machado, 